Welcome to the Franchise Show on Franchise Sports Media. I'm Joe Arrigo. With me is my brother, TQ. Yes, we're back. We're better than we ever, ever, ever have been, ladies and gentlemen. What's going down? Man, it's been a, a hectic few weeks. We've been, we've, been, we've been out ripping and running, traveling. Man, crazy, crazy traveling. But let, let's talk about uh, beyond traveling right now. Let's talk about something that we just got done doing, which was shooting the UN, uh, Mountain West Tournament and UNLV basketball. And first, let's congratulate the Lady Rebels for winning the conference outright. Yes, indeed. They did that. They did that completely. Ladies, good job all season long. Y'all been balling it up. Um, we are extremely proud of you all. The city is proud of you all. And uh, let's get some wins in the, in the big dance. Yeah, we'll, they, they play, uh, they find out Sunday. And it looks like they're going to play Arizona, uh, in Arizona, as of right now. But Lindy LaRock, mm-hmm. who is from Vegas, uh, her dad, Al LaRock, was a, a hell of a coach at UNLV. And they, she got a lot of UNLV or a lot of local girls that came to UNLV, including Essence Booker, who was the tournament MOP, most outstanding player. Yeah, yeah. She's a baller. Um, Justice, who was at Centennial High School when I was coaching there. I mean, it, it was – they got some ballers. And they and let's, let's shock the world. Let's, let's win one. Let's, let's beat Arizona and shock everybody. Exactly. We need a win. We need a win, ladies. Yeah, because uh, job is not finished. But for the men, the job is over. It's done, man. Man, like the Mountain West tournament, was, was they didn't fare too well in it. They mm-hmm. actually uh, and went through a 10-minute drought without scoring against Wyoming yeah, in man. the quarterfinals. And that was the killer right there. Just couldn't get nothing to drop. And it's not like Wyoming was that much better. Than no, them. not at all. Not at all. Not but, at all. but a guy that we know... We've known for a while now, Bryce Hamilton. I mean, he capped off a tremendous career, over 20 points yet again. Um, yeah, man. Really put the team on his back the last two years, you know. Um, he did. He did. Bryce is one of, what, do I have two UNLV athletes on my wall? Yeah. Bryce is one of them. Um, you know, we just ha- we kind of had to ch- had the opportunity to grow with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, tough seeing them go, especially going like that. Uh, I really wanted them to go a little deeper in the in this in this thing because they compete, man. When they when they locked in, they they a scrappy bunch. Like I had a good time watching them this year as opposed to the years prior because the effort, the level of effort, whether they were playing well or not, it just seemed they just the motors just kept going. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Sometimes they would just get in these droughts where just shots wouldn't fall. Um, and then that would lead to some frustration, some yeah. poor shot selection. Sometimes Bryce would just have to take over. You would feel it in his head. Like, look, we ain't getting it done today, so I'm going to have to get it done. We've seen that before on, <laughs> <laughs> on many levels, you know? Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, I'm going to give Bryce credit because I was very critical of him early on. And, and because I felt there was a lot of hero ball, you know, Bryce in the last couple of years, Felt like, you know, he could do whatever and score and just take take over a game when he wanted and kind of iced out and froze out his teammates. But after Kruger benched him early in the year, Coach Kevin Kruger, it Bryce, it almost like the light switch went on mm-hmm. and he bought in. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, and he did a great job. And that and that allowed a guy like Donovan Williams, who I mean, Donovan's a, a franchise boy. Donovan is like became that second scorer was a Mountain West uh, sixth man of the year. Yeah. So I mean, it, now he had help, and he realized that. And I think that's that's part of it. Years prior, I don't believe you know he trusted his teammates as much, and maybe it was the benching that 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 caused him to kind of you know give it a chance. Yeah. Maybe, but I think this year he looked around and he said, you know what, we can compete if we play as a team. And I mean, like we we watched this thing, man. We watched this with Kobe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm not I'm not I'm not making the comparison. I'm just saying sometimes the star player just doesn't feel like he has enough around him. We don't necessarily know what's going on in a, in a, in a, a team's locker room. We don't know what's going on in individual players' heads, right? Um, psychologically, but I I I've definitely was able to see this year that 
there was there seemed to be more team camaraderie and there seemed to be a willingness to um you know trust the other layers of the team and i think a guy that played a big role in that is jordan mccabe the point guard that came over from west virginia yeah. i mean look yeah. ne- i'm i'm gonna I'm I'm kind of look ahead to next year mm-hmm. you know you get jordan <clears throat> mccabe back you get donovan back yeah you get Keyshawn Gilbert back. Ah, I hope they get Keyshawn Gilbert back. Man, Keyshawn's not going over. He's, ah, he's, a, he's from not. the city, man. I hope Blame not, the man. city. I just, I love defense. I love defense in any sport. And that kid, yo, he plays with his pants on fire. He plays defensively with his pants. I love the way he can go over a screen and get back into his, into his defensive set. I love how rangy he is. Yeah. He can get back and forth on the court so fast. Two steps and he's, he's there. He's long. He's fast. He's quick. And he's aggressive defensively. He's not scared of anybody. No, and what I love about it is I see I was watching him in warmups against Wyoming, and you seen how muscular he got. Yeah, like he, he, he got <laughs> yeah. bigger as the season went on, so he had gains. But he yeah. has he got he got bunnies. He's got boots because yeah, I'm does. watching him bang out in in warmups, and I'm like I didn't see that with him earlier in the nah, year. He got some, he got some lifts, man. He so got some lifts. So I'm looking forward to what Coach Kevin Kruger has um, up his sleeve with recruiting. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that you know down the road. Um, but let, let's, let's transition to something that speaking, going down a road, baseball traveled a long road, boy. I mean, it, it was over a hundred days. They were, players were locked out of the Sheesh. league. And, and finally, a couple of days ago, baseball comes back to get a collective bargaining agreement done yeah. and free agency is starting in the Dodgers, man. Those boys are, they're in it with everybody, you know, Freddie Freeman across uh, the board as they should be every single year. Brock Kershaw back. Yes. For happy a reduced they did price. That. Happy they did that. I'm happy every. I mean, I I kind of thought that was gonna happen anyway. I thought he was gonna go to the Rangers. No, I didn't. I go home for one or two years. Not for what? This is home. He's at home. We drafted him. <laughs> He's from the area. Come on, man. But no. But when, uh, But on the flip side, what made me kind of think that he may stay. Or want to say, so his best friend, dude, he grew up in Matthew Stafford's in LA now. Yeah, and he's exactly. about to lock in for like forty million a year. So <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, that's you know, that's that's one good way. And then Jose Solar is a guy they're looking at. Uh, Max Muncy's coming back. You know, they got they got a hole at shortstop. They got to do something there. Yeah. Maybe uh, Carlos Correa bringing an Astro. Quite possible. I don't mind. I don't mind. I, I won't boo him. I might boo him the first time he touched the field, but that no, I wouldn't. Be- when, once you once you were once you were Dodger, you always a Dodger. Yeah, and cheated the Dodgers out of a World Series, bro. Yeah, but he can come here and cheat somebody else for a World Series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I tell you, I'm glad to see it back, man. I hate strikes. I hate uh, the the amount of money that these people all make. Everybody on all sides make. Like you should be able to work it out. It shouldn't take a hundred days. Get in a room, hash it out, make it happen. You're all billionaires, multimillionaires. Come on, man. Let's let's get on TV and swing the bat. Throw some balls? Yes. Yeah. All of that. I'm all with that. And um, we started baseball this year with UNLV. Yeah, we this did. This our first year covering hey, baseball. Hey, they, they got a player who I think, he's a top 50 player in the country. Like, he's going to really? be drafted. Yeah, and he's local, went to Rancho High School. His name is Edarian Williams. What position? Second base. and he's a, But he could play short or third. He's like 6'3". Mm. Cannon for an arm. Last week, he had 463 and missed the cycle on Sunday by a double. Jeez. Like, he is, he's a real dude. Um, Jeez. Yeah, like, if you get a chance. And in UNLV, and I pull disclosure out. My first game I went to was their first series against Michigan State, right? Mm. And they're actually pretty fun. Like, the walk-up music is, the, the players have some interesting walk-up music. You hear really? a, lot of, a lot of Nipsey, a lot of West Coast. And then you got one guy that walked up to... I believe it was some uh, 80s. Oh, Fergalicious. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, then, but then if you, but for fans that want to go catch a game that, that may not make it out to the Aviators this year, mm. um, they got like $2 beers. What? So you go there and get, you can get wasted for like 16 bucks. Oh my goodness. Maybe I need to, I'm going to come out there and get some drunk pictures, man. That'd be, that'd be good. And there's a yeah, thing called get a three, out of focus. The three, three, five club. What's that? Three three five club is in right field. It's the only bleachers in the outfield. Okay. They wild out out there. Oh really? So we got we got to do a feature on that. The three three five club. Um, but yeah, but so real quick story about the UNLV baseball game. I went with my little brother and his sister uh, last week, and we went on Friday night, and we were sitting down, and the guys in front of us, there's about eight of them, right? Mm. Within the first 
two innings, they bought out all the beer they had out there. <laughs> they were getting the first, they literally got eight at a time and then they had to go back and get more beer. And they were a heckling uh, Cal, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo to no end. I loved it. It was the funniest thing. And, and they're actually real cool. All right. I'm going to have to get out there and get some shots, man. Yeah. Speaking of shots, man, it, it's guys are teams are going to take their shots in the NFL now. Yeah. Including the Raiders. I'm a happy guy. I, oh, Monday, Tuesday, I was, you couldn't tell me nothing. Man, you couldn't tell no, me nothing no, on Tuesday. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> We're not going to go off base on the show right now. We're not going to start talking about stuff that is irrelevant. It, right? it affects so the Raiders. We're leaving that out. We're not talking about anything from no. Wisconsin today. No, we're, we're going to stick to to Las Vegas sports. Yep. We're not. We're going to have burgers with no cheese today. Okay. That's and that's fine. how we're going to do it. That's fine. We don't care about Aaron Rodgers and your little team. We no, don't no, care about, about any of that. I, I care that Devontae Adams is We don't staying. care about that either. <laughs> we don't care about any of that. Told you. I was going to say I told you. Told you months ago it ain't happening. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> Here he goes. Conspiracy theory. We're going to put some conspiracy theory music right now. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> we have a quarterback, and he's going to continue to be our quarterback. You think they keep Derek Carr? Absolutely. Gonna keep Derek Carr. It doesn't make sense to 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 like like we got to the playoffs with this team for the first time in ninety seven years. Can I be honest with you? What I agree with you. Yeah, I'm saying. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> come on. Let's pay attention. Uh, let me sound like a broken record. Here we go. D line, yep. O line. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Protect the man. We've seen this for years. Right. There have been years when Derek Carr has been well protected and he's played well. There have been years when he hasn't been protected and he hasn't played so well. So protect him. This this past year, he wasn't protected well. Years prior to that, he was. So we got to invest something into the, off- into the offensive line, getting it better, not reaching in the first round, getting some person. Like, get a good offensive so, lineman in the draft at a value spot. I have, a, I have an idea. I have a good, I have a really good idea, actually, if you're a Raider fan. Lyle Collins, the Cowboys' right tackle, he's available. They yeah. just traded Amari Cooper for a fifth and a sixth-round pick to Cleveland today as we recorded this. I wouldn't mind that. You know, so you bring Lyle Collins in. Now you have your right tackle and your left tackle secured, and then you go get a D lineman in the draft, but you go get the Patriots' cornerback, J.C. You bring him in to line him up you spend Ooh, the money gonna, on that. that's gonna cost it's gonna cost a lot of money the man. Raiders have the third most cap space after they restructure Colton Miller's deal Kenyon Drake's deal and cut Corey Littleton so they have the money there I think they are making a move in free agency they're gonna make a couple big splashes I don't see them going getting a receiver unless they want to really spend on Allen Robinson mm. I mean I'd rather go get a guy like Nelson Aguilar is getting cut from the Patriots bring Nelly yeah. back yeah. hell bring Marquise Lee in as well Let's yeah. reunite him. Bring in Keese. I'll take it. You know, I mean. I'll take it. You bring those guys. How's in. his health? Marquise? Yeah. He's good. He's the knee injury. Uh, he's healed from now. I was just with Marquise last night. That's why yeah. you asked. Let's yeah. pull the curtain back. I was with Marquise at the Mountain West tournament. Um, and knee's looking good. He looks like he's in great shape. He's in great. He's the happiest I've seen him since USC. S-House, baby. Yeah. Sarah. Yeah. Sarah High School. Yeah. So. Nah, but I mean, you know, look. Um. Like I said, like I've been saying from the beginning, the key now, I feel like we have a bit of a foundation on both sides of the ball now as a, as a team. The key now is to get better. You got to get progressively better. It's not about taking the small steps. It's about taking the leaps now because the foundation is big. Years prior, we haven't had a foundation. We had some good offensive players and a good quarterback. No defense. This year, we actually have a bona, we had a bona fide defense on this team. We've always said, hey, they didn't have to be the top defense in the league. They had to stop people from scoring 30. Right. That was, that was effective. They got to the quarterback, even if it wasn't a lot of sacks. There was a lot of hurries. There was a lot of hands on, hands on mans, buttons on the ground. We like that kind of stuff. So the point is now to – it doesn't make sense to do anything that's not going to have the team better – in 2022, because if not that you're rebuilding this. Well, far as I'm James concerned. Jones said it best when he was with us down at the Super Bowl, right? He said they're three players away. They're a dominant interior lineman that can get to the quarterback, mm-hmm. a dominant middle linebacker in a corner. So you get the corner in free agency. 
You get the D lineman in the draft, and you can maybe get the linebacker in the draft. This is a pretty good linebacker, you know, draft. But you we got to do something about the line, man. Well, we got to do would, something. It's, t- it's too big of a difference between when our quarterback has has some time and when he doesn't. It's too big of a difference. That's why you address that in free agency or through trade. You yeah. bring somebody. Look like at like Armstead from from the Saints is out there. Yeah. He's, he's uh, you know you're gonna like I said Lyle Collins. There's gonna be some guys that's out there. Billy Turner of Green Bay cuts Billy Turner. That's a guy that can come in and he he kept Aaron Rodgers up right. Yeah. You know, so you have some guys that are out there that definitely could 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 do that. But I'm gonna say this when to go back. I'm gonna go back to Carr. I'm not signing him for more than three years. In, in really two years, if he wants the forty million like he's leaked to his brother, then it's gonna be eighty on top of the twenty that's there. Not a hundred million for three years. You can do the math, yeah. whatever. Because Creative. because at the same time, I want to see more from him. And I know I know we've we've gone and I'm not a car basher. I've defended him like you for years. Yeah. But watching him play, I seen some things that gives me trepidation. I mean, I saw him too. I, I, and I, I've been talking about the bird's eye view all, all season. It's right. totally different when you're there and you're able to see things that are missed. But at the same time, got to go back to the offensive line. Like the offensive line was trash this year. They yeah. they were trash. And compared to years past, like. Derek Carr could like trim his nails in the pocket compared you, to compared to this past season. You think that Carr is going to be able to because McDaniel's likes to get out run play action and bootlegs and get yeah. outside up. He's not a fan of that. I mean, I like mean, that, that that's where I see like. There, I re- but there's give and take, man. There's got to be some give and take. The man is not uh, in 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 that relationship. I believe it's about bending a little bit from both sides. Um. He might be he okay. He's not a fan of that. But how capable is he? Is that his is that his strength? If and he, if it's not, then McDaniel's why, has to lean a little bit to what Carr's strengths are. If it's not, then why is he even there? Bringing somebody that can be, even if it's not this year. Okay, well, I'm just I saying mean, that, that, this year. I'm talking about this year, man. Okay, I'm talking about right now. I'm talking I, this batch of players you just locked up. Max Crosby. Thank you God. Got, and congratulations, not only yeah, on the contract, absolutely. but the sobriety, Max. Yeah, that, all that's across the board. Yesterday was congratulations a huge day for him. to him, to the team. Like, that is a cornerstone move. Yes. And those are the kind of things that we haven't seen the, the Raiders doing over the last couple of decades. And they have pass rushers now with Max and Ngakwe. Yes. I mean, now you have, you have two guys that can go out and get it and get to the quarterback. And I think you need yeah. to get that interior rush. I think James is right. Yeah. And, and you look- got to get that, that linebacker core got to be better. Cause uh, that's yeah. the, the, I'm not mad at the secondary, man. I think they need time to jail. I think Nate Hobbs will come in better. I think more ago. How you say it? Trayvon Moore. Moore will come in better. Um, and uh, He's untouchable to you. <laughs> Cannot t- don't touch him. Don't you cut? You could have got him first. Uh, if they would have picked him first, but see, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But see, but here's the thing, and then we talked about this at the draft last year. Yes, leather Leatherwood was a kind of a reach, but if you reverse him and Morick, you're not going to complain. No, and exactly. so it doesn't really. It, it really it's 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 doesn't really matter if you really look at it. People want to bitch and complain about something because oh they reach for alignment. Well, okay, but let's say Leatherwood goes in and slides into right right guard if they go get Lyle Collins, and he plays well. Now your right side is legitimate. Now you got some monsters, guys that are like six, seven, three hundred plus. I mean, on but, that but side. still, five games in, the man switches positions. That tells you something wasn't wasn't right in the scouting, right? So okay, so but who says scouting? Who says that wasn't? Gruden listened more so than anybody to Tom Cable. That's a Cable guy. So, so is that on the former GM or is that on the former team president slash head coach? Hey, I don't know. All I mean, I just know line coach. I know those people are gone. <laughs> so that's my point. So, <laughs> so, so if, if McDaniel says, okay, look, we like him better here. Cause you know, McDaniel's Belichick tree. They love Alabama guys. Right. So you put him at right guard Collins. You have, uh, Smith was, um, the center of get his last foot. Uh, uh, Smith. No. Well, whatever the, the center, um, James, 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 yeah, James, and then you figure you got to figure out the left guard spot, and you got you know could be John Simpson mm-hmm. and Colton Miller. That's not bad, and it's young. I mean, it sound it sound cool, it sound cool. Like this one this year didn't sound as bad as it was to me when I looked at what the lineup was going. to But be. we thought Nikai was going right. to play too. Right, we did, we did, we did. Rich. 
that was a big loss right there. Huge <laughs> loss. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at it, that was a big loss. I mean, you know, that I, I just I feel like the conversation has been uh keep DC or trade DC, do this, do this, do that. And you can't get better by trading DC, so you need to protect DC. Okay, so let let's before we get to the guests that we had down on Radio Row, um, we talk about people that want to move DC, people that want to keep DC, right? Yeah. One guy that's out there, if they want to move him, he's just been cleared of all charges. Is Deshaun Watson? Yeah, for sure. He may be the one quarterback that I would that I know is available that you know is available that we can say, okay, let's get rid. This is the guy that we can move on from. We can bring in and move on from DC. Not only is he younger, you know, quite frankly, he's better. I was saying that until I started paying attention to the load. It's that's going to knock us back. That's going to knock this team back. You're going to have well, to give three away first rounders and maybe and a, then a, a they pick of players. a players. They're going to pick the players. The well, only person untouchable is going to be Max Crosby and Morig. I don't know if he's going. No, <laughs> he's not going to be untouchable. Are you crazy? <laughs> he's on his second year. But my, see, I, this is where I disagree. I think if Carr and three first rounders, they, they, they and they'll lock him into a big deal like he wants, and then they could turn around and maybe, they're going to take a cornerstone off of this team in addition to Derek Carr. It's gonna be. Would you would you be mad if it was Josh Jacobs? Yes, you'd be mad about Josh Jacobs. Yes, I'd be. He mad would about be. He Josh would prevent Jacobs. you from 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 adding a top three quarterback on the team. Josh Jacobs. We'll I don't have you. a. I'm not gonna have a first round pick in how many years? Three. And then I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose Derek Carr. I'm gonna lose Josh and and another star. It's gonna be three stars no, from not, the team that's no, gonna not gonna no, be here next year. No, it'll be it'd be Carr, Jacobs, three first rounders. But let me put. Uh, let me, let me, you, you talk about the picks. Well, let's let's talk about some picks. Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, Leatherwood. Those are three first round picks. You're giving up three guys potentially that are like that. You're no, going to you're no, going to no, let no, 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 Josh no. Jacobs be the guy to hold you from getting Deshaun Watson, who, you know, damn well, is one of the top quarterbacks in this game. And you, you love his game. That team is not getting out of the AFC West next year. They need to block. It's not happening. The team that you're talking about is not getting out of the AFC West next year. They're the team up. that we have right now, if they block for Derek Carr, I believe can so you're willing to pay $40 million for the fourth best quarterback in your division? That's, the, that's what he's asking for, and that's I mean, what he is. That's the going rate. It's not the going See, rate. That's the going rate for somebody with his accolades. That's the rate. That's what you pay. That's what you pay. I think Patrick Mahomes, yeah, okay, I get it. He won a Super Bowl. How many years has he played? About if he five, never does, six. if he never gets, he could be Dan Marino. What if he never gets back there? He still got a ring. Okay, cool. It's the going rate. Pay the money, honey. <laughs> Simple as that. I don't know about all that. Pay the money, man. I just think there's, there's can't a- get better without him. I, I, you got to give up too much to get Deshaun. I would love to see Deshaun in, in, in silver and black. If that happens, I'm going to root him on. But I think that that takes us back a couple of years. I think we got to build around him, and it's going to be a while before we actually can. So do you think that the Raiders this year are going all in for a Super Bowl run? They have to. They why, have to. Why do they have to? Because they have to. What do you mean? The the the, the Super Bowl is coming here next year. They got to do what the Rams do. No, no, no. It's in Arizona next year. The year after it's here. That's what I mean. The year after so this. I'm, I'm talking about this year coming they up. They need to be trying to. They need to be trying to best what they did this year, like they have every single season since they moved to Vegas. They need to win two more games. They need to win one more game. They need to be going for it every single year. The next two years, they need to do one game better. They'll be in the Super Bowl at home. And you do whatever it takes to get there. The Rams just showed you that. Tampa Bay just showed you that. The, Ram, the Rams gave up first-round picks for established stars. Okay. And you just said to go all in, and I throw out. Because, the Rams but, but didn't letting, have but Derek letting, Carr. They didn't have. They had a quarterback that led them to a Super Bowl that, and more playoff wins than Derek Carr and Jared Goff. Man, they had a better team. All They had a defense. They got there because of their defense. That's not the point. Aaron Donald. The Rams laid out a blueprint on how to get to the Super Bowl. The Rams had a defense before they did anything else. They already had a defense. You know how they got the defense? Raiders didn't have a defense. They traded first-round picks for players. They never had a quarterback. They never had an established quarterback. They got one this year for the first time. Jared Goff has more playoff wins and more Super Bowl appearances 
than Derek Carr, regardless. And, Jared the, and Goff the Rams had a defense. The Rams to their Jared credit Carr has said, never this had a defense. This is the way we're going to build our team. We're going to build our did team. Did he do it with? Did he do it with a defense that was? Sub 27 in the league. That's not my point. That's my point. My point is they literally spent first round picks on players to come in or draft picks on players the same way Seattle did because they to get to the Super Bowl. Even before that, you keep talking about these teams that already had defenses. You're talking about Seattle and you're talking about the Rams. I'm Aaron Donald and the Legion of Boom. Why are we comparing this? The Raiders haven't had any of that. This is the Raiders' first year getting to the playoffs. And how long? Last time they got to the playoffs, the quarterback wasn't even wasn't even in the game. Bro, it's a totally different situation. My point is the Rams laid out a blueprint because they they were they were one and done in the playoffs last year, like the Raiders, with that defense. Okay, and then Their they said quarterback doesn't matter. Was trash. He didn't even play in the game. Didn't play in the game. He was trash, but regardless. he was hurt. Didn't play. They, that defense didn't lead them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know what your problem is? I'm smart and Look, no, 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 no. That's not. <laughs> That's not it. Sports, right? A big part of sports is in the brain. Yeah, I agree. You agree with this, right? Yeah. And I'm a former athlete, of course, I agree with that. There is something wrong with your brain. So what I what I propose that we do is <laughs> we had a guest. <laughs> we got a guest that's one of the most fascinating people that that I've met in sports, to be honest. His name is Dr. Michael Gervais. He was the first psychologist hired by a professional team. Yes. Which shows you how important, you know, this part of, of, of life in general really is. And what I got um, out of us talking to him, we talked to him at Radio Row for the Super Bowl was how much sports psychology sports psychology can apply to, you know, just everyday life. Um that from the football field to the assembly line, you know, your job your job weighs on you mentally. Hell yeah. Right? And and there there are definitely <laughs> ways to get around it and ways to go off the deep end. So there's a lot of things that that he said that I think that our audience would definitely so wait, wait able to you, dig you say it. your job weighs on you heavily and Completely. it causes you to go off the deep end. Oh, yeah. So you're the reason why I'm batshit crazy. Absolutely not. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> See what I'm saying? That's why he needs an appointment. So y'all watch the segment and I'm going to be on the other line getting my man set up to go sit on the couch. He needs it. Here's Michael Gervais on Radio Row with the Franchise Show. Franchise Sports Media, Las Vegas. The best in the west welcome back to the franchise show joe arrigo tq that's og off the new album forthcoming from squeezer mcsqueeze right here yes 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 we got a we got a good guess yes we do going into my wheelhouse yep dr michael gervais sports psychologist Mm. man you guys got a good vibe we tried to bringing it yeah Yeah, we tried to okay good so uh, let's jump right in, man. Like this is a, this is very interesting to me. We always hear, you know, people try to say that this game coming up, the Super Bowl, is just another game, mm. right? You know if it is or if it isn't. You've been in the locker rooms before. You've been in the locker rooms after. The mental state that it takes to play in a game this big. Where does it start? Well, there's okay. So I've been fortunate to be part of two games, mm-hmm. two of the bowls uh, with the Seattle Seahawks and. You know, we won one. Right. We came up a little short. Yeah. Second one. You know, okay. A couple inches. A couple inches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Well, there's a lot of jokes there. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, I, was a, yeah there. I kind of left that open. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't sure where to go with that word. Okay. Take it where you want, Doc. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so, um, all right, pregame. Here, here's the deal. There's, there's two fundamental ways to look at the, the Super Bowl, whether it be the Olympics or World Championships or the thing. Mm. Either, either you're seeing it as just another game, right. to your point, or you're seeing it as the biggest show on earth. Okay? Like, right. this, is the, this is the thing. And most people want to be casual. And they want to play it both ways. Like, yeah, this is the thing, but it's just another game. Well, no, you have to pick one. Right. And then what you need to do, so l- let me just kind of back into this. If you fundamentally pick one, that 
I'm training for the Super Bowl and it's the biggest show on earth. And then what you need to do is practice. You need to practice that way. You need to go to preseason that way. You need to go to mm. game number three, game number 13. It's the same. Mm -hmm. You're practicing on how you show up. That is, this is the biggest game. Yeah. This is the biggest practice. And it's Thursday. And right. it's Wednesday of right. week four, whatever. Right. And then by the time you show up to the games, it's just another, another game. game. Okay. Point. So, so it's, it, you got to back into it. That's the deal. Okay, but I got a question with that. And it's a question I've been asking a lot recently. With the start time being elongated from the start of the Super Bowl and then the 40-minute halftime show, how can someone prepare for that if they're, you know, a player where you're a creature having you got 15, 12 to 15 minutes to go in, get your, you know, whatever adjustments you're going to make, and then you come back out? Okay, you're right on the money because we actually scripted that for both, both uh, games. Mm. And so we script it, though, in, in preseason one and preseason four and game number one. What is your plan? What is your pre-performance plan? What is the routine and what's the plan? What do you do during halftime? We ask athletes to write it down. Be oh, very wow. clear. Work it out with your position coach, you know, and then, and then just go through it. And then we rehearse that. Like, we practice that, too, because it's not that your plan is actually going to dictate your mind, but you're creating familiarity. Got it. And that's actually also what another mental skill does, mental imagery. Mm -hmm. So before I get to imagery, like, so with the long elongated, we practiced that the two weeks prior to going into the games as well. Okay. So we had a plan. Okay. We even had a contingency plan for one of the games where we had um, uh, a lightning strike. Oh, wow. Where wow. halftime became like, it was like three times as long as a really? normal. Yeah. So, so we practiced those things as well. Yeah. The better prepared you are, the, the less risk you have to take, you know. And what's wrong with risk? Nothing. Right. It's, it's where you find out what you're made of. Absolutely. Right? But if you're constantly laying risky bets, eventually you get burned. Right. So if, you, if you've got big chips on the table and then you've got big banks, it's just a lot easier to play the, the smart hand. Makes sense. So being, being in psychology, you're a psychologist, so mm -hmm. can you actually tell when a guy is not ready? <laughs> like you actually look. Yeah, at don't him tell him because he'll look. Are you ready, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell, but I think like you can look at somebody's body language. So people are telling us all the time about their psychology. It's the right. micro expressions. Okay. It's the way they carry themselves. It's the demonstrative body language. Are they tight? Mm. Are they loose? You know, you can see that kind of stuff. It's a it's a revealing of their psychology, the way that they handle themselves. But psychology is invisible. Right. This is why it's the most beautiful and amazing, yeah. amazing science. It's completely, we know it on the world stage that psychology matters. Right. Flat out. Yes. What percentage of the game do you think is based on psychology? The majority of it. It's yeah. got to be. And so how much time do you think that, well, give a number. Do you think it's like? 80%. 80%, right. And so do you think 80% of the time is spent on psychological excellence? <laughs> Absolutely not. Hell no. <laughs> no you way. see the opportunity here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? You see the opportunity. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We Makes haven't sense. scratched the surface of wow. potential in the NFL. We haven't scratched the surface. And so, so I say all of that because um, you can't really tell pregame. I said mm. you get some looks, you get some tells. Early in my career, I get used to 20 years ago, people, coach would say, what do you think? Right, and yeah. then so I was like, man, I'm supposed to know. Right. <laughs> That's my job, right? <laughs> right, right? I'm supposed to know. I didn't know. So then over time, what I figured out is like, okay, so let's say the quarterback. What do you think of his framework? Mm. What do you think of his framework? And then if the coach goes, yeah, it's pretty sturdy. I go, okay, well, you're probably going to get a sturdy outcome. Like you, you're, you, know, you got something to bet on. Right. If you're like, yeah, he's a little bit of a mess. Uh -huh. yeah, right? Like his framework is a mess. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you're probably going to get something really inconsistent. So... It's not so much can you tell, it's really like what are they resting on okay. as a framework. Okay. And when, when you're durable and sound and you can bend and not break in practice right. and in training yeah. and in game number four, whatever, you know, then, then you know what to bet on. You worked with Pete Carroll. Mm. I covered Pete Carroll for his entire tenure at USC. I love Pete. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, great guy. What was it like? Because you had to, I mean, you probably evaluated Pete from the side and Pete's wired different. What was it like working with Pete and what did you find interesting or even surprising? Yeah, so um, Pete has a deep appreciation for exploring potential for people. So he's really interested in the psychology of excellence mm -hmm. and 
So it was a it was an absolute pleasure. Like I was with the team for nine years. We ended up building a business together, mm. um, taking best practices from sports psychology into business, and so making that translation like to help your athletes in the business world be present and calm and focused and use their imagination to explore excellence. So, so that was an absolute thrill. And he understands the value of helping people believe in themselves. Mm. And the whole kind of positivity that he gets cracked with is, um, yeah, he really believes in, in, in the good in people. And <laughs> um, he is different. <laughs> so so tell me this, lead, yeah. leading, leading on, on Pete. After the game, when a player or a coach has made a tremendous blunder at the end of a game to, to lose the game, what do you have to do in the locker room to bring them yeah. back to life? And not drink beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, well, drinking beer would be the least of the problems. Well, right? I'm, I'm, I was just trying like, to be nice. You know, right, yeah, okay, good. I mean, you know, sometimes they, like, like take for instance, in the, in the San Francisco game a couple of weeks ago when, when the safety dropped the, the pick, which yeah. won the game. Mm. And you see all of the tweeting and you see all of the, the apologizing and everything else, like, that, that's a, a, a really low place to be in. And I, I imagine you're the person to bring them out of it. Well, yeah, um, if need be. That's like, you know, uh, emergency mode. But hopefully what we do is we set it up well in advance is that, listen, you're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. We talk about that at practice. Make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Get on the edge. Don't make the same freaking mistake over and over right. again. You're not growing. Make mistakes so that you have the opportunity to practice letting go of a mistake. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that's one. The second is that we need you to be a great teammate. So you're going to make mistakes, right? Yes. You know your boys are going to make mistakes, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do when they make a mistake? How do you want to be treated? Treat them that same way. So then we practice that skill as well, uh, being a great teammate. Yeah. So that's why we say, you know, like, if, it's, if someone's down, pick them up. You know, like, but practice that. Yeah. And then, and then, then post-game, I'll tell you a quick story, is that something similar happened where it was a last-game mistake. It cost, it cost the game. Mm -hmm. And listen, you do not need to pile on an athlete. Right. They care. Right. You know, yeah. it's like they, that's why they're there. Right. So he comes into the locker room and destroys the, the locker room. Gatorade, you know, flipped upside down, the whole thing, mm. like kicking stools and making a mess of the locker room. Mm. What he was doing was trying to, in this archaic way, tell everyone around him that I care, I know what I made a mistake, mm -hmm. please don't lay on me because I'm embarrassed. So he's trying to demonstrably, you know, grab that attention that, listen, trust me, I get it. Right. All of that is extra. Because if the first thing that happens is a coach or an athlete comes up and goes, hey man, I love playing with you. Right. I got your back. You move right on. Yeah. So that, but you gotta go to the drawing board. You gotta right. go back to, you know, work with your coach, get in the film room, figure it out right. so that you can feel that pain and grow from it. Now, I'm going to end on this, on that, on this question is that how do people grow? Feel pain. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. So I actually have two questions. The first one is how big of a role or how has social media changed what you do in your job? Because I mean, people go on Twitter after a situation like yeah. that or Marcus Williams with the Saints when he missed the tackle with right. Stephon Diggs and right. they lose the game on that. How big is social media? How has that changed your line of work? And I mean, obviously it's probably increased business, I would assume. Oh yeah, I mean, social media, you guys know it. It's a tool. It's yeah. a great tool right. to share insights, to you know, present your brand, to share your thoughts and ideas, to promote what it is that matters to you most. Like it's a great tool. Mm -hmm. It's a connector too. But it is also the, sig the, it is the medium for incredible noise. Yes. So in psychology, there's a, a thing we talk about, signal-to-noise ratio. Okay. People that are working on mastering their craft are trying to get to the signal. The 10,000 hours. Yeah. Yes. It's, a, it's actually, like, according to that research, the 10,000 hours is really popular. It's more like 15 to 20, according yeah, to I the agree. research. Yeah, yeah I right? Agree. And so we're trying to get them to the signal. And so the noise is what somebody thinks of me. And so if I'm going to check, th think about how crazy this is. You think Picasso would go out and like say, yeah, I just did this thing. Do you think I'm any good? He would give two Absolutely Fs about not. it. No. <laughs> right? Absolutely not. Right. So why would, why would we why do, would why, we do why it? Why would we go check into like, <laughs> do you think, 
I'm going to outsource my confidence. I'm going to outsource my self-esteem wow. yep. and ask you if am I okay? Like seeking validation. I'm going to outsource my self-esteem. That's a great line. Can you imagine that how dangerous a, that is? Oh my God, is it? Forget about it. How about that? That's what most people are doing as soon as halftime or whatever, they're checking. Yes. What do my boys think? What do they think? You know, and wow. it's a really dangerous practice. And uh, I'll tell you what, the social media, um, the companies, God love them because all the things they've done well, yeah. we are outgunned. Yes, we are. There's 100%. hundreds of PhDs that got your brain tapped. Absolutely right. Tapped. And so um, you got to figure out how to use it or it's going to use you for sure. And then my second question I had was, we're in L.A. Mm. And not only are, did we grow up loving and growing up and watching and appreciating Kobe Bryant, I've, again, I've covered the Lakers for a number of years and got to know him. His type of leadership in the locker room, if a player doesn't respond well to it, what, could, what would you say to that type of player that, that just couldn't deal with Kobe being as brutally honest and at times Tough. abrasive? Yeah. I think it'd be hard to play with Kobe if you didn't have the same intensity. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be really hard if you were kind of faking some stuff in your life. Yeah. And um, because Kobe, legend, is an honest athlete, right? Like he represents, just like Michaela Schifrin last night, mm. an honest athlete to absolutely drill down to the truth of something. Yeah. And so um, if you're not going to be honest in your approach of mastery, I think you got a long season. Yeah. you got, you got a tough road to go. And most people are not honest right now. They're, yeah, you're they're, right. They're, they're faking it until they make it. Fake, right. I mean, what a poison that is. Dude. Yes, like, it is. Like, like, do you want to buy a fake watch? You know, fake Rolex. Ro we were just talking <laughs> about that at dinner last night. You got, what, you get a Rolex? Yeah. Rolex. <laughs> tick, 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 Folex? Tick, 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 tick. No, 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 no. You want, right. you want, you want the good stuff. Yes. You know, so, um, so yeah, I love those questions. I love those questions. Have you ever been in a, in a situation where um, you went to the coach or coach came to you and said, look, I have an, I'm having an issue with this particular player, mm. and I need your help with him specifically. Mm -hmm. First of all, your guys' voices, like, Jesus. <laughs> okay, so Golly. he's a singer-songwriter. Yeah, okay. come on. I'm, I'm just like a radio this guy. guy over here. Like, you guys are like, <laughs> you know, it's great. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Um, early in my career, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> so it was the first year, uh, pro hockey, and the coach goes, this is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Doc, we got one for you. And I was like, good, I'm needed. Right, okay, good. Right. Like, I didn't really know the team dynamics. I didn't know the culture. Uh, and so I was like, great, like, I'm, I'm going to be useful here. And yeah. <laughs> listen, I, 20 years ago, I, I was just getting going, right? right? And so high talent, extraordinary talent, and quote-unquote a head case. Uh -huh. So as soon as he and I were walking down the hallway, all of the other athletes looked and said, right. <laughs> see, see the new guy? <laughs> Stay away. Oh my God! Right? Okay. Wow. So um, that's a, that's a wrong approach. Yes. Right. That, that was a wrong <laughs> approach. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> so so what I learned is that um, you've got to get at it ahead of time. And so then I was afforded. Do you guys remember Red Bull Stratos? Do you yes. remember that project? I, I so do. So when Felix Baumgartner, one of the most significant athletes of our era went up 130,000 feet in a balloon that he and the team built and jumped oh, yeah, 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 from, yeah, yeah. from the edges of outer space. Yes, and the greatest yeah. minds were not sure if his arms and legs were going to rip off. Right. I mean, this has never been done before. Right. So those are the projects where I cut my teeth. So I, I was... Really? Yeah, so it was, it was almost a decade ago now that we did that project. So I was able to post that event. I was able to go into environments and people walking down the hall be like, hey, that dude's a little nuts. Like, he'll get you to places that, like, the rare spaces. Wow. Like, I want to get some of that. I want to be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then all of a sudden, it starts to change. And so yeah. it goes from the medical mental model to the high-performance model. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so it's a long way of getting to your very eloquent question. Yeah. There, there's a trap. Yeah. And saying, can you work with this one? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I got to get your card for sure. For real. <laughs> I, I'm saying, you know, honestly, the first time I ever heard about a doctor working with an organization was when I was with the Braves. Mm. And I was a player. And they, I think Chipper, or no, excuse me, Steve Avery. Mm -hmm. Steve Avery was going through some things. He, he was going, whatever it was. Right. And they hired somebody. And, and it helped Steve. And it became an organizational 
So if we had a problem, we would our agent would let them know, and then they would call whomever. And I'm all for therapy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you can better yourself by any means, you need to do it. And there's stuff as men, and right. I can only I can only talk about it being as being a man, right? right? I can. There's stuff that we internalize that we're taught at a young age in a lot of cases. You can't do this or say this or right. cry or whatever. And that, all that does is just create something inside it, an insecurity almost. I mean, yeah. it, it's scared to be vulnerable. Yeah. And especially me, when you've been a, when you've been a, when, you know, you're a, been an upper echelon of what you do yes. for the majority of your life. Mm. You get to that point and it's like when things start to fall out of control, I can absolutely see how you're needed. Doc. Well, here, here's, so that was probably 20 years ago. 15 years ago, you're just No, it was yeah, early, probably. it was late 90s, early 2000s, mid to late 90s. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so it's changing, right? Like that is the external consultant that's there if there's trouble. Okay. Right. So there's only three things that we can train as humans. Okay. You can train your craft. Right. You can train your body. Right. And you can train your mind. Yes. Mm -hmm. Why would you leave one of those up to chance? Absolutely. God, dog. Yeah. Okay. So, Absolutely. so you can train your dragon. You know, if you're, if my 12 year old's here, you say you can train your dragon. Right, right. right. But, okay. But those three, that's a bad joke. Psychologists are not funny. <laughs> no, I get it. Just go ahead. No, I know. got it. Cause I, get it. We're, I mean, we got kids, so I got <laughs> it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. So, great dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> great dad jokes. Yeah. So, so the, why would you leave one to chance? And it so the, the, the leading franchises are folding it into the DNA of practice. So it, it's a it's a full time position that is working, and this is what we're doing, you know, to our best abilities up in Seattle. Is we're and I, I wasn't with them last year, just to be clear. Like okay. last year, the, two years ago was my last year. And we've okay. seen what happens, Seahawk fans. <laughs> <laughs> you better bring the doc back. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. Listen, I gotta be careful what I say here, right? <laughs> nah, nah, it's just us. It's just us. A couple yeah. guys in a room. We good. We're good. <laughs> So we're trying to, to our best abilities, fold that whole thing in. So yeah. if you're going to get great physical, great technical, great tactical, and great mental conditioning. Yes. So that you can bring your whole self, your best self, and explore your potential. And if it is this extra little thing that you kind of encourage athletes to go do on the side, no one has time for extra. Like, right. it, it can't be extra. It's got to be part. It, it's got to have its seat at the table. Yes. Of excellence, it's got to be built into yes. the program. That's how it's working. Right it's now. like a layer. Yeah. It's a layer to. Everything. That's exactly it. Yeah, it makes yep. so much sense, man. Like onions. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> no, parfait. Everybody loves parfait, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my really, god! <laughs> you guys are great. Oh my goodness, Doctor Gervais, man, we appreciate you coming on. Like, I appreciate you. I actually, we want to have you on again. I've cool. talked about because. I didn't. I didn't know where this was going. I'm full. Full disclosure. I was like, "Squeeze, you lead the way." But then I had some questions. But I, I'm, I have more now, and yeah. I would love go. to have you want to talk about more stuff. And when you're in Vegas, man, you got to come holler at yeah, us. Yeah, please go, hit man. us up, man. Because yeah, when they, when they came by and said you was gonna come down and sit and talk to us, I'm like, man, this is some questions that I want to really get out, and it's some, it's some it's some answers that I feel people really need to hear. He's yeah. talking about, about me. This subject. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the company. Hey, there's talking always about a code. Us. There's yeah, always that's a what code, it is. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's thank, great. Thank you so much, man. Really. Hey, can, can I plug my pod? For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, what do you have? Let's get yeah. it. So, Finding Mastery. So, it's a podcast, like, it's, we've been around six, seven years, and we sit down and have conversations with the extraordinaries, okay. how they work with their mind. Oh, yes. And so, oh like, God, I, yeah, I'm on that. Yeah, come on. Find, what is it? Finding Mastery. Finding Where Mastery. Where can they find that at? Everywhere, you know, right? Like All over iTunes, podcast. Spotify. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I say that, and I just realized, like, if I was big time, I'd say, exclusively on Spotify, but that, <laughs> unfortunately, that's not the case. <laughs> well, we know somebody that knows somebody. Yeah. That guy right there. <laughs> yeah, 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 man, I'm, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to plug it. Um, it's definitely a, a subject that I love, that I'm interested in, and I believe that so many of us need what you provide. Thank so you, brothers. Yeah, we need Thank it. you for sitting down and talking to us. Thank you. That's Dr. Gervais. It's the Franchise Show with Joe and TQ. We'll talk to you in a minute. We want to once again thank Michael Gervais, clinical psychologist, sports psychologist. Yes, yes, yes. One of the best in the business. In fact, Yogi Roth, who works with the Pac-12 Network, um, he'll be on with me because you dipped out of Radio Row for, for a much-needed vacation. Uh, Say, man, yo, check this out. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Don't listen to the lies. You know, that's fake news. Fake news. 
Continue. Yogi works at the Pac-12 Network. Yogi's one of my really close friends in life. Uh, When Yogi found out we had Dr. Gervais on, he was like, dude, Michael's the best. Yogi worked with him a little bit because Yogi was with Pete Carroll at USC. Mm -hmm. Um, He's his quarterback coach. And obviously, he's still connected to Pete in the Pac-12 Network. So uh, he was really excited. So, yeah, Michael Gervais is great. I'm going to thank him again. Phenomenal time. Um, Yeah, we got got Joe set up with an appointment. So um, I told y'all I was going to do work. During that break right there, and, and, and we'll keep you posted. He already we'll keep you posted on. He already told that, me I'm, I'm, I, I have no mental issues already. Whatever. <laughs> I gave the man all that credit. Do you want to put him out there bad like that? Nah. Anyway, Please. we'll be back next week with another with another special guest. We got every. We're gonna run back everybody we had on Radio Row. Yeah, man. Because we had some really really good interviews. Um, I was happy to see like you know all the people that connected with us. Most of them had a good time. A lot of them was like, man, that Joe talked my head off. So that'd yeah, be my right. last interview with you guys. But so, look, otherwise, it was it was it was pretty good, man. So this season on the franchise show, we'll have Edward James Olmos and Emilio Rivera from Oh Mines. My. Oh my. That got me geeked. Yeah. We'll have Lee Steinberg, the real life Jerry Maguire. Yes, sir. Solomon yes, sir. Wilcott. Mm-hmm. Bill Romanowski. Oh boy. JT the Brick. Yes. Who else do we have down? We had a bunch of people down there. Josina. Josina Anderson. Annie Ager. Yes, sir. Marcus McNeil, former Charger offensive lineman. Yeah, man. We had Trey. We had Kenny. We had James Jones. I think y'all saw parts of those. Oh, McLovin. Andrew Perloff. <laughs> yeah. That was so phenomenal. That, was that one, one comes out. Yeah. So, yeah, man. All season long. All season long. We got it for y'all this year. So, y'all don't have to just sit up and listen to Joe talk on and on for hours or you know tq bitch and complain yeah. about anything and Actually everything got some interesting people here this season you know what i'm saying so some experts stick with us <laughs> the franchise podcast is back that's right we're back once again and we're coming back at you next week because that's what we do yeah yeah tq i'm joe holla at you joe's week. going to his appointment ladies and gentlemen we got it done Franchise Sports Media, Las Vegas, the best in the West.